Welcome to the Tech Sales Show, where we are dedicated to making you a better tech seller, sharing tried and true sales strategies and answering your questions weekly. What's up, Brian? Hey, hey, Bobby. Here we are, Series 18, Episode 2. It's all about engaging executives. Last week, we kicked off this series with a little bit of an introduction, but there was some real context in the episode, hopefully. Hopefully, you guys got something out of it, and hopefully, you'll get more out of it this week, next, and the following week. This is a four-part series. Last week, we went over a number of things, so let's recap. It was really three or four things we discussed last week. It was all about providing value. If you're, if you're going to get time with an executive, you've got to provide some value. And we helped define a little bit about what that value was and how you kind of ask teams and kind of understand what that is and then execute what that value with that value. Then we talked about it can't be frequent. You have to separate your requests. You have to separate those meetings. Um, I think that does help you provide value because if you were doing it every week with a CIO or a business leader of some sort, you're probably not going to be able to provide a lot of value. Yeah, I mean, there's just only so much ground you can cover and get prepared for and, and continue to have a valuable conversation. Well, and I, I hate to admit it, but most of you listening, if you're in tech sales, you probably aren't the biggest reason that an executive wants to make a decision this week right there sure. they're just they're changing business they're trying to grow the company uh your widget or thing might not be the biggest thing so be infrequent be infrequent not always a frequent meeting and then when you get your shot be ready if there's one thing the tech sales show talks about and has talked about for the last two years it is preparation 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 if you're not prepared you're prepared to fail and you got to be ready for this meeting and you got to make sure your team's ready for this meeting or the briefing or whatever it is you're doing. You've got to have your A game and everybody's got to be prepared. So what are we going to talk about this week? This week, we're going to jump into how to get those meetings. So we're going to do them infrequently, but how are we going to get those meetings? And these are some tips and tricks, some ways that it's worked for Brian and I. As always, feel free to post your comments on our website or send us an email or catch us on LinkedIn. But here, we're going to talk about how to get meetings. Top ways we've got the meetings, how to get executives to commit to events, and then what to do when all else fails. Those are the three topics for today. Brian, any thoughts from last week or what we're going to cover this week? Yeah, I mean, we talked about getting prepared for the meeting, which um, is is pretty critical and the, the value of that. Um, and I've got some little tricks to to get it set up. And then I'm going to further expand on that in the next series um, around engagement and evaluation plans too. So uh, we'll talk about a bit of that as well. Awesome. Let's jump right in. So first part today is the top ways to get the meeting. Uh, these ways have worked for, again, me and Brian, but uh, you may have other tips and tricks. Please share them. Uh, I tell them early and often that I don't want to be a pest, right? I think every executive has the pest or two sales reps that are out there. Um, yes, I would want you to be persistent if you're a sales rep. Yes, I would think you need to make multiple phone calls and send multiple emails. But there's a point where if you've never had engagement and you just are sending a blind email, Brian and I were joking right before we started recording this, that someone sent him an exclusive webinar invite. Who, who, who listening hasn't had the exclusive webinar invite um, or the executive only event? You know, I mean, that that only can go so far. Uh, if you're doing it too often. So don't be a pest. 
Let them know that you'll reach out when you when you really have something to share and something that's valuable. I think it it, it probably falls on deaf ears the first time you do it or say it because everyone's at least faking it or saying it. But if you if you really don't send every invite, you really don't invite to every event, you really don't ask for a meeting every month, and then you do reach out, they will think that's odd, especially if you're engaged with all of their team members. Mm-hmm. Using my example, I'm a Dell rep who used to work for EMC. If customers used my if they used my gear and I was working with those lower level people on a regular basis and I didn't reach out to the CIO but once a quarter I have a feeling I'm important enough or my gear is important enough that he would read that email or she would read that email. Sure. What about you, Brian, as it comes to this first bullet under top ways to get the meaning? Have you ever met a pest? Have you ever known a pest? Have you been the pest, I guess? Yeah, probably early on been the pest. And I, you know, it, it's a fine line, right? Because we, we, we work so hard on whether it's earning a new customer or growing our share with an existing customer uh, we know the importance of moving up in the company, um, making sure we get to the people that uh, can actually write the checks or can sign the contract. And sometimes, like you know, sometimes, sometimes you you really walk in that tightrope of what a pest is and what isn't, right? And and sure. I would always say that it's worth falling on the side of of being a pest rather than not doing it all, and then. And then losing an opportunity to engage with somebody that directly impacts what you have invested, what could be weeks or months or a year on a project, right? So um, it's certainly a tightrope. Um, the more the more value you can position on the meeting up front is going to improve your likelihood of getting that without having to be a pest, I guess, is the best way to think about it. Yeah, and I think we're actually saying the same things, but just with a little bit of different context. I'm saying... Lack of value, botherer of yeah. of of requests. That's the pest. That is the, the pest. Persistent. Yep. It's time for me to show you value. We've done a lot. Your team's asking me for a discount. I know you want that discount. To be persistent and get the the access to the executive that you that you do have the right to have the access to. That's just yep. good salesmanship. That's just good being a good sales rep. It's the just sending an invite after invite after invite and going, man, they don't want to work with us. Nah, they've just, you're one of, of hundreds that are doing it just like everybody else. So um, pestering would be more the non-valuable, lazy attack. And then the yeah. persistent would be the solid quality sales rep who's provide trying to provide value and not maybe making headway. So that kind of leads me to sub part of, of, of part one, sub part B of part one. And that's to really start from day one, finding out from all the extended team members that support that account, what has worked in the past. Look, if, if your executive at a customer says, I don't go to events, I think that that's a lie. That statement alone is a lie. They've been in tech, they've been in business for a long time. They might only go to internal events. They might only go to super valuable events. Um, get four seats to the Super Bowl and invite him and his wife and two kids. Mm-hmm. I bet he goes to that event. So there, there's a there is a balance. There is a line that can be drawn um, that 
that there's there's got to be a value level that would get that person out of the office and participate in an event with you. And that's where you have to really do your hard work and ask people. So have you, you partner ever got them to a dinner? You know, I, I know customers that really enjoy and would participate in a fine steak dinner with hundred dollar bottle wine and $30 glasses of scotch and give, get, you would get access to that executive. I've seen others that don't like to give up their family time on the weekends, but would travel to an offsite. Um, I've seen people that would go to fishing tournaments. I've seen people that would play golf. I've seen people that would go duck hunting. I mean, there's there's a bunch of options that are out there, but you got to do your due diligence and find out what they've done in the past. Um, and that's really partner. That's really previous team. That's asking the lower level people in that account. Hey, if Brian's the yeah. executive, I'm trying to get to. So Brian, you know. What what does Brian like to do? Um, they would say Tour de France. I might say, okay, I got tickets to the Tour de France and a fully paid trip if Brian would go with me to the Tour de France. That would get Brian's attention. Uh, but you don't get that information from Brian. You get it from other people on the team. I, I Even I've seen really unique gifts too. So um, I've seen where a Yeti cooler has been put together with the, um, the CEO's uh, – college that he graduated from with kind of the you know how you can you can get the stickers that go over the top of the yeti cooler and then shipped out to the ceo and the request was just a 30 minute meeting and it blew away the ceo like they were so you know blown away of how thoughtful of a of a gift that was and they were you know the real question was what's the you know what's the catch here you know did you really just send this to me for free or for a 30 minute meeting of course i'll take that um, so I, yeah, your, your point there too, of like e- even asking, asking the folks that you're working with directly, like, what are they into? Um, you can come up with some creative ideas. Well, that's a good one. Maybe, maybe the gift isn't just for the CEO or CIO either. Maybe mm-hmm. you get the gift for the lower level person. That's going to get you access to that person, right? That, yeah. that may be a real question. Like what would it take for you to get me a meeting with some, some person on the executive team? Um, what would it cost me? baseball tickets, free lunch, whatever, for you to, to offer up time with me with that executive. You you can find access. I think this is where the weaker average reps around me have always been like, man, how did you get that meeting? And it's it, there's nothing, there's no trick. It's not special. It's just the hard work that I've kind of always done to engage gatekeepers, to work with lower level people, to always be helping partners. One thing I found works really well, too, is engaging an executive internally with a title similar to their title. So, for example, uh, we've got a number of uh, VPs at Workday, and um, we'll kind of co-write a note together that basically is, look, our team is investing in this pursuit in partnership here, and we're happy to do it. And we, we really enjoyed working with your team because of X, Y, and Z. Um, I was hoping we could spend 15 minutes on the phone together just to make sure that our teams are correctly aligned. And I've had huge success with that, right? Because they see a VP title on the other end. They know the effort that your team is putting into it. And 15 minutes at the end of the day is not a lot to ask for. I love that one. And I would say that trick transcends uh, obviously all the roles, not just the big executive, but when you need to get to the director or you need to get to a manager or you need to get to a different person. Uh, in the organization and then I guess once you get that meeting I would I would 
be asking all of you to bring the partner, engage the partner if there is such a thing, because they've probably helped you get that far, uh, engage and take that partner on that meeting with you. Okay, so that was top ways of getting a meeting, and there's probably another million tricks out there. Uh, but I can I can say for me, it's always worked when I provided value and I had a real reason to meet, not just the throwing invites over the table. Part two of this episode is get commitments on events. So if we've been trying to get meetings, how do we get commitments on events? And again, I think I would say it, it's almost cliche. If you're in tech, you do events, you probably do lunch and learn still. You probably do every gamut of every event that every other tech company has tried and continues to try to do. Um, but the, the events you want an executive go to are probably when your big execs are in town, launches of products, annual conferences, CIO summits, Offsite executive briefings, in-town offsite executive briefings. And then if you have to take the executive briefing to them, maybe. And we're going to talk yep. a lot more about that next week. So I won't belabor on those points too terribly much. But how do we get them to go to these events? Um, Brian, normally I wrap with you and ask you some questions. What do you think? How do you get these very busy, very highly compensated uh, people to events? I, so I'll take a step back on this because um, this is probably my favorite way to do it. And again, I'm going to talk about this when we go over engagement and evaluation plans in the coming weeks. But to me, an event is a part of a much larger engagement plan that you're driving to some sort of end goal or outcome. And sometimes that could be very small, like getting an NDA signed or an MSA signed. Other times it's, you know, the engagement plan is... Uh, getting them live and successful on whatever your product is. But the point of it is this plan has a series of steps and really outlines the number of meetings and engagements that you'll have um, as, a, as a group, as a broader uh, extended team, really, uh, between you and the prospect. So with events, what I always try to do is make the event part of the engagement plan. So we're going to do discovery with you. You know, we're going to uh, you know do this training for your team. We're going to do these demos for your team. And then you know, when we get to this date and we've been down selected at this point, we want your executive to come participate in a, to your point, Bobby, a CVC, you know, where, where they're at your corporate site doing demos there or at a big annual customer event, or even if it's an on-site event, you kind of, you kind of earn the right over the course of the evaluation plan to, to engage that executive. And it doesn't have to be a long sales cycle for this to be core, right? This could be a very simple one that says, Look, you're not a you're buying from reseller X. We want you to buy from us. So here's what we want to do. I, I want to show you that I can be price competitive on these products that you're buying all the time, and that I can um, you know uh, provide more value on your Microsoft Enterprise agreements. And if if I can do these things for you over the next three months, then the ask is a dinner with the vice president of IT but kind of have it almost culminate to an event or an event be on the, on the roadmap of that actual evaluation plan. Yeah. I like that. Making it really where a basic, a basic ask could be part of that eval plan. So mm -hmm. that if we're, if we're going to engage and we agree, we're going to engage, maybe it is as simple as a dinner around the proposal timeframe. Um, mm -hmm. But that dinner could also then convert to an offsite executive briefing. If the deal grew um, that's just part of negotiations. We could turn that simple milestone, a dinner with our execs and your execs into a much broader thing. I think something you said early on in your point was, you know, 
if it's about an MSA getting signed or an NDA getting signed, we often forget every milestone like that's a really big milestone. Actually, to me, every milestone like that's a win. I, I'm, they're all little mini opportunities inside of the grander opportunity. If I can't get the NDA signed, I can't present my NDA material, which means I'm not going to get this opportunity to move forward. So all those things are gives and gets, and, and you have to treat them as such, um, which is part of getting the commitments for these events. Yep. So we put into an evaluation plan. There's also, I, I've made up events. I think I talked a little bit about it last week when I said yep. that I've used something like that, making up an event. But it does really work. Um, you know, if it, it begins to define what is realistic within an account, too. There's some accounts that I've worked with that love the, to be wined and dined. There's accounts that don't want any part of the wining and dining. Um, and that means big events, big expenses, Super Bowl tickets, etc. Um, but then there's people that like the valuable events, right? They want to know when a, an, a VP or a director is coming to town. They want to meet other people with inside of my organization. Um, uh, maybe to grow their network or maybe to say their network's bigger. I don't know, but there's, there's value in that. So you, you got to be understanding that from people in the partner community and the account and then other people that will share that information with you. you got to know about it. And then I think it is a salesman's job, a saleswoman's job, to sell the event, right? So if, let's say, there's a golf tournament. Well, next week, the Houston Open's being played here in town. I can only imagine there's 100 tech companies that have tents and booths and tickets for that event. That they can You can invite your customers yep. to come to the Houston Open. Do you give the tickets away? Do you give some tickets and join them away? Do you participate in that tent do you buy every beer that's gonna that's gonna be bought on that day do you ask a partner what, what's the strategy there you've got to have a plan to sell that event you can't just call a guy you think likes golf or a girl that likes golf and say i got some tickets to the houston open do you want them it and it could work 10 percent of the time right like they they Maybe. could just say houston open i'm in where do i pick up the tickets um you're you're, you're gonna get some low-hanging fruit there but i think the I think the bigger point is how many times, and I'm I'm guilty of this too as a early account executive. You get a meeting invite from the from your marketing lead, and you just control F that marketing invite out to your account list, right? No context, just we have X number of tickets on this day at this venue for this event, and it's sponsored by us. It there there again going back to the value statement, like what. Okay, you may you may skim off ten percent, and maybe that's a win, but it could very easily be twenty five or thirty percent if it was. We have this event going on at this place at this time. We sponsor this tent. Here's why you should show up. We have your peer customers there, or your your peers there. So it's an excellent opportunity for you to do some networking. We're gonna have our executive there. You know, given the fact that we're gonna be up against commercial negotiations in the next two months, I think it'd be good for you to have a face to face connection with the executive on our side as we kind of further our conversations so like those little bullet points can be so powerful rather than just like control effing and forwarding on the the meeting invites to the exec you don't think changing the title to exclusive event would help i don't know i've never tried it so perhaps uh, we should give that a roll and uh, see how it goes but i think a point that you made too bobby was it was important about um, evenings. I think we've seen like a big step change over the past decade of evening events versus day events. Not to say that evening events aren't great and that they don't work because they do, 
but we are seeing a bit of a shift in, in folks not wanting to give up that evening time. So I think creativity around, um, you know, there's maybe there's a new barbecue shop, a high end barbecue shop that opened up in your in your area if you're in the south, um, and then you cater it in for for their team. And and uh, th- there are ways to get creative during the day uh, that doesn't infringe on folks' uh, evening time. Um, and that will get you access to pr- probably a whole new set of executives that you haven't previously. Well, and I'll just say this too: that it's not about just sending an email, right? We we talk we we are talking about an invite via email, but mm-hmm. this is where maybe it's the time that you be creative and you send a piece of piece of letter like material to the the other human being that invites them on really nice paper with really nice ink um, that's handwritten and maybe not typed. Uh, maybe yep. you ask the gatekeeper to be the person that gives it to them, right? Like bring a really nice envelope. I, I remember some things we did at spark hunt. We, we did a duck hunt one year and I've never been duck hunting, but I've shot a lot of shotguns in my life. And, um, we gave a very special bullet in a really nice wooden case that was, it was a shotgun shell with the invite for the executive that was intended to be hand delivered or FedEx would probably hand deliver for the rep. I mean, that is a much better way to make an invitation to a, an, an exclusive event than the, the subject line of an email. Um, so I think those are opportunities to get creative. Uh, send FedEx a golf ball or a sleeve of golf balls with your company logo. I'm sure you have those somewhere in a marketing closet, along with a letter with all the real reasons why they would gain more than just a golf event by going they'd gain value by going by meeting the 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 product manager of the product that their business is considering betting the farm on kind of thing right like yeah there's a lot of meat there and then it never hurts to say when when you get the no we talked about being a pest or persistent uh if you get the no what would it take you to an attend an event like this right i love to use those great this one's not the right one for you what kind of event would you attend i'd love to yeah. go to a tennis tournament okay I'll find the tennis tournament when tennis ten- when tennis is close. We're going. Yeah, even if that means traveling, right? What, what's the cost of the pursuit? You, every company and salesperson will have to measure that. But what's the what is the economic opportunity and what's the cost of the pursuit? And you'll find that maybe a a three thousand dollar event, you know, including the hotel, the flight, the the event tickets for both you and the attendee. That could be well worth it in a uh, a new buying account for you uh, for someone that could spend you know X number of tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars per year with you. And that's that's what great reps do, not average reps. That's what great yep. reps do. They present that plan to their management team. They don't just yep. ask to expense it. They normally don't even ask to go unless it's really critical to the campaign. They have other people that are going to help close that deal for them. Go the executive, the specialist, the team that from the program group or the product group. Um, that's how you get to these special events. Um, and again, I say you don't just learn this because they tell you this. You've got to go ask it, understand it, remember it, put it in CRM, help people in the future know what it is. Um, and then I think you got to follow up. You know, that's, I guess, not even part of my notes here, but, man, you get that opportunity to meet with them. You spend all this time with them. you, you got to take advantage of the follow-up and, and use it to say, Okay, we're going to do this once a year. We're going to have on-site meetings quarterly, something to keep that rhythm going. This was a big learning for me. This is something you, I think I talked about this last week too, um, that you um, kind of shine some light on for me and, and both from an internal 
perspective and an external with customer and, and you know external obviously being for this for this episode in the series but having take have, having actionable items that are valuable and a reason to follow up is the best way to stay continue to stay in touch with that executive if you have a great conversation like you have got to be racking your brain in that meeting if you don't walk into that meeting with some good takeaways that you think could be potentials if you don't have that in that meeting, you've got to think of a, a valuable reason that you can calendar a meeting while you're sitting there with them so that you're not having to scramble, you know, next month or next quarter or next year, whenever that next executive one-on-one is. Yeah. Simple, basic tips there would be, okay, we're, we're in this pursuit. You don't want to just hang all over this guy or girl that's there. You want them to get the value from the meeting that they're having. But assuming they have good conversations, good, they see something good they like, they meet people that they like, great, we expect to close in such and such. That's a trick of mind. So they can either say, no, 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 we're not closing anything until Q1 of next year, not, not Q4. Yeah. That's a good first way to understand what executives are thinking versus the lower-level team. And then say, I think we should get back together collectively as a group 30 days before close. Yeah. Would, would you prefer to do that over a nice breakfast, a nice lunch, or a nice dinner? And put the ball back in their court, but then, okay, I'm going to put a, a placeholder on your calendar 30 days before what we expect to close. That way we'll have that on the calendar. Man, if you don't think that's the way to build a timeline, uh, you, you're, not, you're not doing it right in my book. Yeah, and you're, you're stealing a little bit of my thunder on the engagement plan, but that is the exact way to approach it is um, – is look, I'm going to make you know this was a great conversation. Thank you, for, thank you for your time. It was great to learn about this. I'm glad that we got this new timeline adjusted. Here are the takeaways on my side. We've got these next three meetings with your team. We've got these next three outcomes that I need to help deliver for your team, um, or objectives that we need to help your team with. And then uh, we'll get back together on October 22nd um, at the breakfast place across the street. And then you get you get back in your on your phone calendar the invites. And then, you're, again, you're not having to stress the, oh, my gosh, did I lose my executive touch point after the first one? No doubt. Like it. And I know there's some more about that we're going to talk to in a few weeks, so I won't steal any more of your thunder. <laughs> so the last point today, what else What else do we do when all else fails, right? And we've all been there. We beat our head to get into an account. And, unfortunately, I guess the first thing might be to recognize you might not win access to every account. So, Let's assume this is an account that we're going to win access to. I think the best tip and trick that we can give, and we've given it, is create an event. Create something special. Um, something that will be very specific to them. I've, I've used, uh, obviously been in Houston my whole adult life. I've used oil and gas specificity, meaning something very specific to that company. Maybe they're a driller. Then I go find another something specific to drilling that maybe it's a guest speaker, maybe it's another product or, or competitor that would be willing to participate in some way. I, I might I might find a guest speaker that is just a paid-for guest speaker that says, this, this person's going to be at an event. Would you like to come to it? it um, we're only going to have two customers there. You're going to get first shot. It truly is exclusive because we're only giving it to two people. Um, again, hand-deliver something for that specific event. Um, maybe it's a golf outing. Maybe you... Get a pro to play golf with them. Whatever. Create that event. Um, sometimes I've advertised the event before I had everything locked in and created. Um, and then the next would be a special executive briefing. 
And at EMC, they did it great. They did road shows or field briefings where they brought people in. I think it's your job as the sales rep to say, team, product team, product groups, I'm struggling to get into this account. I need commitment from you that you guys will all be here if it was today. Um, it, I would say somewhere in the month of January, I want to advertise. We've got a field briefing coming to town that I'm going to have group A, group B, and group C with a product development person and an executive in Houston. You can book other meetings around this event, but I need it for my customer. We're going to do it in a hotel room. You need to present for 10 minutes each. We need to let the customer kick it off and tell them a little bit about themselves. Boom. And then invite the customer. They may not ever have to come, but gain that commitment. Sell other people on being creative to, to, to have events that will be valuable enough for your customers to come. Only thing I'd add to that is uh, start a Rolodex or a, an inventory of internal executives that can that can really have good, strong, valuable conversations with your prospects or customers that you're trying to grow. Uh, know who that list is. We, we know from experience who that list is not um, of executives that are kind of maybe looking out uh, perhaps for themselves versus ones that can add a lot of value to your, to your customer and, and build and foster those relationships. When they come into your territory, write a thank you letter to them, have them back out, coordinate their schedule really well, provide good hotel references. And the reason I bring this up is because if you if you have a handful of these type of people, these are great people to align with executives at your prospects. So we talk about creating an event just for them. You can create an executive one-on-one -on -one just for them. Let's say it's your chief people officer or it's uh, somebody from your finance team or if it's, um, you know, who, whoever it would be. Not necessarily, it doesn't have to be a salesperson or a sales executive, um, but it could be a business executive or an operationals le leader that um, ties in nicely with whatever project you're trying to help them solve, whatever technology you're trying to sell, uh, somebody that would be interesting to them. And, and those people can be a great door opener for kind of quote unquote creating an event in your territory. Love it. All right. This week has been all about getting the meeting. We kind of talked about three focal areas, ways to get the meeting. We gave you some tips and tricks. We talked about uh, how to get commitments on events and then what else to do when everything else has failed uh, and we create events and we drive value and get those executives to come listen to our pitches and our stories and our products and our services. And that's called sales, people. Next week, we're going to talk really and hone in on executive briefings or field briefings in general. So we'll talk a lot more about that. Uh, in two weeks, we'll wrap up the series with some tips and tricks that will pull it all together and make you guys all sales pros on engaging executives and be listening about a month from now. We're going to launch our next series on evaluation plans and engagement plans. And we're excited to share that one with you as well. As always, average is the enemy. Average sucks. Thanks for listening to the Tech Sales Show. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Tech Sales Show. Subscribe to our email list at www.techsaleshow.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Tech Sales Show. Until next week, average is the enemy.